Hello, 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 and welcome back to Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I would like to welcome you to episode number 33. The title of today's episode is Women and Self-Love. You know, when I was thinking about this topic for the podcast, I thought that it was very important in this day and age. Women are so busy doing life that sometimes they forget to see about themselves. Women and self-love is an important topic because there can be situations when we are made to feel less than what we are. And we know that Self-love begins inside of us, what we feel about us, what we think about us, how we treat each other as women, how we see each other. Sometimes women can be so catty, they can be so hateful and critical towards one another, which a lot of times boils down to insecurities, jealousies, and just things that people do for no reason at all. Self-love is essential for everyone, regardless of gender. But for the purposes of our podcast, this one is about women and self-love. Self-love is a concept that involves having a positive and caring relationship with yourself. It means accepting and evaluating who you are, both your strengths and your weaknesses, treating yourself with the same kindness, compassion, respect, that you would offer to a friend or a loved one. I hope you heard that, ladies. Self-love is giving yourself the same treatment that you would give someone else. Self-love is essential for your mental and your emotional well-being. It can also lead to increased self-confidence, improved self-esteem, and better overall life. Let's get down to these tips and talk about some things that we as women can do to increase our self-love. It is not an egotistical thing. It is not an arrogant thing. It is more about loving who God created us to be and being happy with ourselves. Number one, practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would a friend. Be forgiving of your mistakes and your flaws. Sometimes we can be our own worst critic. Sometimes we can look in the mirror and find all the different flaws that we see in ourselves. The things that we think that other people would have an issue with for us. A lot of times these things come about because we compare ourselves to other women, right? If that were not so, there would not be so much um, body work being done. And I'm just saying that if you want to get your body done, that's totally up to you. But when I see people go to the extremes with the BBLs or getting um, breast implants that are abnormally large or something that really just transform the whole look of their face, something is wrong mentally. There's something wrong mentally when you don't just do a simple nip and tuck. When you go in and change your whole look from from the difference of what you were created to be, that means that you're looking in the mirror and you are not seeing the beautiful woman that you are. 
A lot of times you're seeing, I'm ugly. I'm not beautiful. No one would want me. But when you begin to look in that mirror and you say to yourself, I am beautiful just the way I am. I love myself just the way I am. Then do you begin to show yourself self-compassion. The Bible teaches us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So if we're fearfully and wonderfully made, even down to our littlest quirks, the moles on our faces, the scars on our knees, we are still beautiful and wonderfully made. Number two, prioritize self-care. Make it a non-negotiable part of your routine. This can be activities like meditation, exercise, taking a warm bath, reading a um, book, or a hobby that brings joy to your life. I also want to add to that reading your Bible. You know that I'm always going to sprinkle some faith in there because what the Bible does is it teaches us who we are and that we are loved by God. I think that self-care is important because you have to make sure that you are good before that you before you can be what other people need you to be. Exercise for me is what I like to do when I am feeling agitated or stressed out or someone has gotten on my nerves or upset me. I always end up in the gym on that elliptical, <laughs> riding my life away until I feel much better. And I just begin to breathe again. Even the act of deep breathing is going to help you to calm down. Taking a warm bath is probably something that a lot of women don't get to do, especially if you have children and you're working. You're lucky if you get a five-minute shower sometimes. Reading a good book, curling up on your couch or in your favorite chair, going to the library or to a coffee shop. Yeah, self-care or a hobby. Do you ladies have any hobbies? For me, I just picked up something called quilling. I went to an art class recently. I didn't even know what quilling was. And really all it is is rolling up little tiny pieces of construction paper on a spool. And then you make beautiful art out of it. So in addition to quilling, I also paint and I write. And I'm gonna say to you as a priority for self-care, journaling. Girl, get your journal out and write, write, write. That will help you to just woosah and feel so much better. Number three, set boundaries. Learn how to say no when necessary and establish healthy boundaries with people and commitments that drain your energy or make you feel overwhelmed. Are you a pleaser? I've been told that I'm a pleaser. Wow, what does that mean? You never want to say no, but you have to learn the art of saying no. I can't do it. I can't take you. I can't lend you. And I promise you that if you say no to these people, they'll get over it. They'll either go to someone else or they won't deal with you anymore. And if they don't deal with you anymore, then they're not really there for you anyway. You got to set boundaries with people too, especially men. If you're in the dating world, you got to let them know where you stand, what your guidelines are, what kind of things you are looking for, what you're not looking for, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Set those boundaries. Say no when you have to. Take care of you. 
Number four, positive affirmations. You can use positive affirmations to challenge any negative self-talk. Remind yourself of your worth, your beauty, and your capabilities. You can write them out on cards. You can tape them on your mirror in the bathroom. I am beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am smart. I am courageous. I am everything that God says that I am. You can find a book with affirmations in it. You can make up your own affirmations. You can use scriptures to create affirmations. Post them everywhere, in your car, in your journals, on your mirrors. Use them to build yourself up and to not tear yourself down. Next, embrace your body. Oh, this is going to be a good one right here. Learn to love and appreciate your body for what it is. Focus on what you can do rather than how it looks. Nourish it with healthy food and with exercise. Okay, this is a good one right here because we as women, a lot of times look at our bodies and we're so dissatisfied with what we look like. We may have had babies and now we have a pooch in our stomach. Some women are dissatisfied because they have a fupa. Some women are dissatisfied because they have no booty. Some women are dissatisfied because their breasts are now sagging. Some women are dissatisfied because they have small lips and they desire more voluptuous lips. Some women don't like the shape of their noses. They're too fat. They're too flat. Some women don't like the shape of their ears. When you look in that mirror and you learn to love who you are, it is going to be a new day of awakening for you. I know that all of us can look in the mirror and say that we don't like something about ourselves. But the thing is, what are you going to do about it? Exercise is one of the best things that you can do. Go to that gym. Learn to eat healthier foods. Don't let yourself get down and out. When you get disgusted, when you look in the mirror and you're not satisfied, are you going to get some healthy food or are you going to get some cookies? You know, you have to decide and weigh out what is best for me. What can I do to get to a better place where I can embrace my body in a different way? And believe me, somebody out there is going to love you for exactly who you are. Any changes you make to your body, please let it be for yourself and not for somebody else. I want you to practice meditation. And when I say meditation, I'm not talking about namaste. I am talking about biblical meditation. I would like for you to get into your word and open up your Bible and find a scripture and read that scripture and ponder over that scripture. Do some research on the words in that scripture so that it helps you to get to a more calm, peaceful, resolute place in your life. Find something to hang on to. Some of my favorites are Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future and to get you to an expected end. The Lord is a strong tower that I can run in and be saved. Another scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
for thou art with me. Yeah, that is Psalms 23. If you want another one when you're fearful, go to Psalms 91. He that abides in the secret place of the Most High. Yes, Psalms 20, excuse me, 91. Find a scripture, meditate on it, write it out, research it. Do whatever you need to do to make yourself get to a better place. Number eight, pursue your passions. Engage in social activities and hobbies and bring, you know, let that bring about joy in your life and fulfillment in your life. Do what you love to boost your esteem. Again, this goes back to, for me, I like to paint. I like to draw and sketch. I like to journal. And now I'm into quilling. So find something that you love to do. Maybe you want to go rock climbing. You know, there's indoor rock climbing places. Maybe you want to go hiking. This is the perfect time of the year to go hiking. You know, whatever it is that you want to do as your hobby, get into it. Take some friends with you and have some fun. Number nine. This is a good one, and a lot of people are so against it, but it's much needed. Seek therapy or counseling. If you're struggling with self-love, consider seeking a professional for help. Therapy can provide valuable tools and insights to provide and improve your self-esteem. Therapy is needed. I think that everyone should go and lay on somebody's couch at some time or another. A lot of things that we are going through, a lot of issues that we have faced can be handled by talking to a trained therapist, somebody who knows how to ask you the right questions and to help you work through those traumas, those triggers, those self-defeating attitudes, the things that you do to bring yourself down, to devalue yourself. Let them help you and counsel you to get to a better place so that you can not only be better for you, but for those around you. Because nine out of 10 times, if you are down about yourself, you're not going to protrude positivity. You're going to be looking all down and out. People are going to wonder what's wrong with you. And they're going to steer clear of you if you're not a person who promotes positivity. Number 10, Ooh, time for self-reflection. Take time to understand yourself better. Identify your goals, your values, your desires. Self-awareness can lead to self-acceptance. Reflection. Your life, what you've done, what you want to do, the things that are still possible, your values. What do you believe? What are your morals? What are your goals? What are your desires? Your life is not over until you close your eyes. Get out there and do those things that you are called to do. I promise if you take a step in the right direction, things will begin to happen for you. Look for opportunities to connect with other people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in. You'll understand that we're more alike than we are different. Join some groups that you wouldn't normally join. Meet some people you wouldn't normally meet. Sometimes you got to step out there by yourself. You may say, I don't want to go alone. But guess what? Sometimes the road to where you want to get 
is a one-person road. But when you get there, it may be filled with surprises and new people. I've gone to women's conferences. I've gone to art classes. I go to the movies by myself, out to eat by myself at times. And guess what? I'm okay. And I promise you'll be okay too. Number 11, celebrate your achievements. Acknowledge and celebrate your successes. No matter how small they may seem, it's essential that you recognize your accomplishments. What have you done that you're excited about? Did you lose three, five, 10 pounds? Celebrate. Did you write your first book and publish it? Celebrate that thing. Did you get a promotion on your job? Celebrate it. Were you able to help someone? Celebrate that. There's so many things that you do that you probably overlook that you don't even think about. These are all a part of self-love. It's not boasting. It is encouraging. One reason why I love prophecy is because it edifies. It comforts. It lifts us up. Have someone who speaks positivity into your life. We need those things. Life is not always on the uphill swing. There are some times when we're just level and there's other times we're in the valley. But what I heard recently about being in the valley is that in the valley is where the water is. And in the water, there's cleansing, there's refreshing, there's rejuvenation. It is up on the mountaintops where the sun shines the hottest. It is hot. It is those places that we think that we are at our absolute best, but it is in the valley when you pour the most, when you give the most, when you stretch the most, when you call on God the most, because you're trying to get a little higher. Number 13, dress for yourself. Wear clothing that makes you feel comfortable and confident, not to please others or conform to social standards. Now, I will say that dressing should make you comfortable and you should be comfortable in the skin that you're in and what you wear. I would say as women that we should probably be mindful of wearing things that would call attention to us that we do not want. I would also say be careful of what you wear if you're trying to gain the attention of a man. Because sometimes what you show instead of what you kind of conceal gives false narratives of what they think of you. Now, I'm not saying you can't wear what you want to wear because you can. I like my clothes a little fitted, you know. And I do have a friend that says, are you trying to get somebody to look at you? Well, they're looking anyway. I buy my clothes because I like them. If I wanted to wear a knapsack, I'd put a knapsack on. If I wanted to put on a sackcloth, I'd put on a sackcloth. It's still indecency. And I would just urge that whatever you decide to wear, I hope that it makes you feel good and that you get what you desire out of it. You know, they make it from size 2 to size 42 or size 52. But that doesn't mean you should put it on. 
because the way it looks on size 6 is not how it's going to look on 26 or even size 16. So be mindful of what you're wearing and why you're wearing Because if you grab, if you're out to wear it for attention, you're going to get attention. But it just may not be the attention you desire. Number 14, learn to let go. Release grudges, regrets, and any negativity from your past. Forgiveness and acceptance can free you from emotional burdens. This is a real good one because some things we have no control over what happened in our lives. We can't do anything about the past. Maybe we were the cause of a relationship ending. Or maybe, you know, something happened that caused us to be emotional now in relationships because of a trauma that happened in the past. Maybe there was um, some type of molestation. Maybe there was a rape. Maybe there was, you know, some type of um, other sexual predator thing that happened to us. And we didn't get the full healing from these things. And they can trigger us now that we are older and we are adults. We may even hate our predator. We may even hate a past spouse or a boyfriend or somebody that did us dirty or did us wrong. But what I talked about in one of my previous podcasts is that forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you so that you can move on, so that you can overcome that barrier that stops you at a certain point in your life. Because if this person is somebody that you still see, every time you see them, you're going to be like, oh, I can't stand this person. I hate them or I want to do something to them. You got to get over that. And that is why the therapy comes into play too. The counseling you, that teaches you how to let those things go. It's important that you become whole and delivered and set free from past relationships, hurt, harm, and danger. Number 15, self-educate. Continually learn and grow. Knowledge and personal development can boost your self-confidence and even your self-love. I love to learn. I am always signing up for some free seminar online. I have learned so many different things. If you want to go back to school, take some classes. If you want to take something online, seek it out. If you want to learn more about ministry and growing in the word of God, there is always a seminar out there. Find you somebody who is reputable and who can teach you what it is you desire to learn. Knowledge is power. It will also boost your self-esteem and your self-love. Number 16, challenge the stereotypes. Be aware of and challenge societal stereotypes and unrealistic beauty standards that may affect your self-esteem. Boy, this is huge. When we look on TV, what do we see? We see small, size 2 women, size 6 women. When the average woman is really a size 12 or maybe even a 14, we're all not going to be little, tiny Barbie dolls. That is not our genetics, and we're never going to look like that. And America's and society's beauty standards are not real beauty standards. In the highs of who? Who decided that blonde hair and blue eyes was a beauty standard? Who says that locks 
and luscious lips is not a beauty standard. It's all in the eyes of the one who is looking. It's all in the mouth of the one who is speaking. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Learn to love you for who you are. You can't look like Barbie. You're not Barbie. You can't look like the most beautiful model or person that you follow on TV. And one thing about it, you don't know the struggles that they're having within themselves about what they look like and the things they're going through. You don't even know the type of men that might choose them for looks as a trophy instead of what's in their heart and who they are emotionally, intelligence-wise, who they are as a person. You don't want to be anybody's trophy. Number 17 in our last one, support other women. This is huge. Lift up and empower other women. Build a community of support that can strengthen self-love. Let me tell you something. I said it in the beginning. Sometimes women, we are so catty. We're so jealous. We are so despising of other women. And for what? There's so many different people to go around. We don't have time to put each other down. We should be supporting one another. This is why people go into depression. This is why sometimes people commit suicide. It is all because sometimes of what somebody else has done to them or how they have made them feel. How would you feel if somebody did the same thing to you? Be mindful of other women around you. Be a support to the women around you. Build a support network, start a page, promote positivity and inner beauty. It is what is in the heart that matters, not what is on the outside. Although the first thing that we see is the outer beauty. But I guarantee you that somebody is attracted to you somewhere. I have full lips. When I was a little girl, I couldn't stand my lips. Why? Because I always used to get teased about these lips. I took lips after my daddy. And I used to hide and I cry. But when I became a young adult, that was about the time that beautiful, luscious, full lips became a thing. And I was like, oh, now these lips are sexy. I love my full lips. I wouldn't give anything for my daddy lips. <laughs> I would not. And then women were going out getting lip injections to get full luscious lips. And I got mine by DNA, by genetics. Learn to love yourself. If you got a flat pancake hip, guess what? That's your DNA. Because let me tell you, sometimes these BBLs look really, really crazy. I saw a video on Instagram and they had these wild um, geese from another, it wasn't geese, some type of animal from another country. And they were walking and the first thing I thought is, boy, whatever these oxes are, their hips look just like some of these BBLs. If you're going to get a BBL, get one that is for your body size. Don't put some hips on you that look crazy. And go to a reputable doctor. Don't go to anywhere and end up with something that could end up poisoning you or making you sick or even killing you. There are people who die after going into surgery. Be mindful of these things. 
You're beautiful. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you just the way you are so that you could impact this world just as you are. Ladies, I hope that something that I said today uplifted you and encouraged you. I want to thank you for joining me on Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. And until we meet again, be blessed.